Hey, this is Barbara Corker, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. This episode is presented by my friends at Clavio. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. Hey, if you've been listening to me on Business Unusual, you've been hearing me brag a long time about Clavio, the e-commerce marketing platform that's helping build so many small businesses. Well, today you're in for a treat. Today we have two owners, hugely successful, who are attributing a good portion of their sales and a large portion of their growth to Clavio. I'm asking them pointed questions about what they spend, what they get, and so you want to lean in and listen to this. We're hearing from Pamela Booker, who's the founder of Coils by Nature. Wait till you hear her story. And Susan Peterson, who of course started Freshly Picked. Both hugely successful businesswomen who are using the Clavio platform to drive their business and build it unbelievably quickly. So listen in. We are in for a treat today. We're both going to be learning a lot together. So welcome, Pamela. I'm so happy you're giving us the time and going to share your thoughts with the entrepreneurs listening uh, about how you grew your business and what's been working for you. I know you started uh, your company, Coils by Nature, 11 years ago. That's not even a young business. That's a fully mature business and obviously a successful one because most businesses go out of business like within a year and a half. Um, But I know Coils by Nature makes hair products from very clean ingredients for all hair types and textures. Uh, You also have the number one male grooming product, I believe, in the nation, which is remarkable. But where did you find the courage in the first place to go into business? Was it that you had an awakening that you had a hot thing on your hands? Or how did you just like dive in? Because that's where most people get stuck, I find. So the crazy thing is, um, I'm a former computer engineer. I work for the federal government and I never thought I would be an entrepreneur in the business, I mean, in the beauty space. I thought I would be like contracting or something with the federal government, but I I went natural, like no relaxers in my hair. And then I was on the search for products that had clean ingredients. That's what they're calling it now. So great ingredients. And I found them, but they were very expensive. Mm. So I I was like, you know what? I think there's an easier way to do this. And um, I worked at the International Trade Commission, and that's where they go and see how they can increase trade with other countries in the U.S. And one of the people that went out, his name was Mike. He was from Schenectady, New York. And he came back with this slab of shea butter and he was telling me about the village it was made in and all the uses for it and everything. And I was like, wow. And then he told me about a distributor in the United States. Wow. It's almost like he gave you the pieces, like God was speaking. Absolutely. So like I said, I never thought I would be in the beauty space, but like shea butter fell right into my lap. So I started doing research and um, about, you know, natural hair care products what's needed for people with kinky, curly, textured hair, clean ingredients, and Coils by Nature was born, but 
my job actually pushed me. That's what gave me the courage. I did not like my job. I uh, did not like it. Mm-hmm. So that pushed me you know, <laughs> into I this. Run into, I'd say two out of three would be entrepreneurs who hate their job, uh, don't get any satisfaction out of it, or even progressing in a job they don't like. But I find that it's very, very hard for people to jump off the cliff, let the security of that go, the income of it go, go and to really have a belief that they could make a go of it on their own, no matter what the business. So what, was it the dislike of your job that said, what the heck, or how did you just take that leap? So as I was looking for products, there wasn't many on the market, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw that there was a space for me in, the, in this market. Smarty and yes, and I really, because I could have gotten another job, the, the, the computer engineering world is not that big in D.C. So I could have gotten another job, but I did not want to do that anymore. I did mm. not want to do the same thing that I've been doing for almost 10 years. Okay. And being a, a, a woman in the a male dominant field and being a black woman, it's like you get the same things. Like we get treated a certain way. You know, like when I walk into a meeting, they're like, oh, are you the admin? Could you get me coffee? And I'm like, no. Oh, oh no, this is my meeting. I'm sure it's not funny when you're there. I know, right? So I just, I wanted to do something different. So knowing that there was a space that I could really be in and I did not like my job. I was like, I got to try something different. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. I know, I don't think I've ever met an entrepreneur uh, who was chased by a big box store to sell their product. And I understand that Target came at you three times. It wasn't until the third offer that you decided to sell your product. That would be an opportunity that any entrepreneur out there would salivate for. Like, my God, how could that happen? Why did you refuse them the first two times? And then what made you say, yeah, this makes sense for me, where you went into the Target stores the third time? We weren't ready. We were not ready. When Target reached out to us, we were literally in the basement of my home in Maryland. Wow. We were producing out of our basement. Mm. So knowing the stories and the volumes, because I spoke to um, other people that were in the space, uh-huh. I knew that we wouldn't have been able to handle that. And I did not want to go into a big retailer like Target and fail miserably, mm. right? So when they reached out again to us, we were not in our home anymore, but I had a set of fear. I had a fear of success. I didn't think that I deserved to be in a retail spot like Target wow. at that time. Yeah, so I, I had to, to leave now. I had to work on some things, um, work on some things mentally, knowing that I deserved to to have this. And then when they reached out to us again. We had you know, a nice size facility. We had employees. We had we were we were ready. And then we have already done a distro deal before a distribution deal that was like you know a fifty thousand dollar purchase order. So that was like our first huge purchase order, and we knew we could handle mm. something like Target. Yes. So we wanted to go into this situation right mm. and ready. Pamela, um, that's a great example of being the head of a firm and using your judgment accurately as to when you should go, when you should stay. 
Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people who head smaller and medium and large firms often lose sight of. Uh, when you were running your firm, doing so well with the business, um, why did you conclude that you needed uh, help from Clavio? What made you think they could help me? And this is specifically what I want. And why did you choose specifically them? I chose Clavio because Clavio has a way of communicating with the customers that I've never, ever seen before. Mm -hmm. And Coils by Nature, we were, we started off as a brand that was vending at shows and people got to know who I am, but you mm -hmm. can't reach everybody in the United States, right? right? So I wanted to have that same type of feel when the customer contacts Coils by Nature in any way. Mm -hmm. I want them to feel a certain way. And Clavio made that possible. They made the customer journey amazing and gave the customer a different type of experience like the responses that I get from emails that I set up, flows that I set up two years ago, people are like, wow, I didn't know this about this ingredient. Thank you. And um, your family is beautiful. Like, I'm so proud of what you're doing. Um, yeah. Thank you for your service because I tell them I'm a veteran. You know, so Clavio is able to do that without me sitting to a keyboard. I'm like, oh, let me type out this email. You just set up flows and you get to just talk to your customers in a totally different way. But I'm curious about the detail of that, if I might ask. Uh, how do they accomplish your personality uh, on a computer vastly different than meeting you in person, like we have the privilege of right now? How do they capture that and convey that so your customer feels like they're interacting with you? Quavio has um, flows. And with flows, uh, you, can, you can talk to your customers with a chain of emails. Right. So one of our most popular series is the welcome flow. Mm. And that introduces the customer to our company, who we are, who we serve and why do we serve you? Now, they get everything from who we are. They meet our children. Um, the next email, they get our core values, our company core values. Wow. The next email, they'll get like what our favorite products and ingredients are. The next, the next email they'll get is talking about our, uh, what stores we're in and customer reviews. So it's like a flow of emails they get and it's trickled out over time. So they're not just seeing us when it's springtime sale, when it's Black Friday, when, you know, just selling to them. We yeah. let them get to know us. And then when it's time for us to make an offer, because we don't sell to our customers, when it's time for us to make an offer, they're like, yes. You know, so and our, our welcome series is our most profitable series and we're not even quote unquote selling anything in there. We're just selling ourselves and t telling them about our family and who mm -hmm. we are. I don't think I've ever had anyone so articulately teach me exactly what those pieces are and why they're instrumental to growing a business. Um, you must have shopped the market, uh, I would think, and compared to the services. Why did you choose them? Are they all alike? that kind of a, a service that builds your platform? The ease of it. We were on another platform. Mm -hmm. It didn't talk to the customers. Like we would have to spend a lot of time to build what takes us a fraction of the time with Clavio. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that Clavio integrates directly with our e-commerce system, Shopify Plus, you pull all the customer data. So yeah. you know what they've seen on your site, what they've ordered. And you can talk to them in a different way. Like literally customers 
will open an email and was like, Pam, and they think it's me, and it's so cute, I love it. They're like, Pam, I didn't even know that you knew that I liked this. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know. But it's all Clavio because of the data feeds that they have and the way they're able to track what the customer views on your site. It's just phenomenal. So they were the easiest um, to implement. And then um, the amount of data that Clavio has is just phenomenal on your customers. And you feel that actual data uh, helps you target your specific, more likely customer when you reach out? Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it's like shooting at a target, but you're missing every time. Like mm. when you have the proper data, you you hit it every single time with Clavio. You're not missing the mark. So I'm not going to market to um, my beard products to women who want leave-in conditioner. Like they're going to be like, Pam, why are you emailing me this? You know, I'm going to make sure that I market to the men or the women like mm -hmm. you can do it like that. The women who have purchased the products for their loved one. And then you can talk to them in that, in that manner. Like, Hey, we know you purchased this from, for a special man in your life. Do you think they would like the beard vitamins too? You know, so we're able to talk to them in that way. And Clavio provides that. Pam, do you mind if I ask you what your total annual sales are right now and what percentage of your sales or your income do you spend on Clavio? Right now, we are at the annual sales. We hit $5 million last year. Son of a gun. Good for you. 32%, 30, around 30 to 32% is Clavio. Okay. You mean 32% of your sales are driven by Clavio, or you spend 32% yes. of your annual sales? No. No, we spend a fraction. We spend about... We, we spend about... Don't laugh. I'm not. <laughs> no, you know what I think? I don't think you're being charged enough because I can tell you look like exactly. a you're That's getting a great, great deal. <laughs> That's what I want to tell you. Like I don't want to. I don't want to tell you because what we spend on Clavio every year. Let me see. Let me get a good number for you. Um, Must be small if you can't remember it. <laughs> it it is not. It is not a lot. I can tell you. We spend about six to seven thousand on Clavio. You gotta be kidding. No, I'm not. No, I'm gonna insist they triple your bills immediately because you're way too happy for that amount of money <laughs> and you're getting way too much out of it for that amount of money. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So And I'm like, even gonna bill you for the suggestion that they do more. <laughs> there we go. We're sending you tons of bills. Yeah. Yes. Thank so Clavio Clavio has done that and at least thirty percent of our revenue comes from Clavio. Unbelievable. Yes. We, we, it's like, um, you know, people really think email marketing is dead until they're introduced to Clavio. Like just the way you can talk to your already warm audience, like they already gave you their email, right? Mm -hmm. So it's your job to like start to build a relationship with them and not just call them when you need them, right? That's how I see um, this email marketing thing. Like if I give you my number or I give you my email, I expect for us to have a conversation and build a relationship. Not to just let me know when you're having a sale or when you need me to help you move or like, don't be that type of friend. So with Clavio, you can be the type of friend that you're building a relationship with. And then now when you need something, they'll be more than willing to give it to you. Or that's why we said we make an offer to our customers. Wow. Okay. Is there any specific 
event or sale that stunned you that you could share with us saying, hey, that wouldn't have happened if not? Anything like that that you, that you were surprised by? You don't sound like a woman who's surprised very often. Listen, oh, man. So we, we used to rely heavily on Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. And Which are expensive, um, by the way. Were you spending? They are. Mm-hmm. And our Facebook ads got turned off and disabled right before Black Friday. What? Right before Black Friday. Election, like, we got caught up in a sweep of all of these accounts being disabled. All of the stuff from 2020. Damaging. And we were devastated. Mm-hmm. But we relied on our email marketing. So we relied on Clavio. We we were still able to hit the numbers, um, but we were really relying on Facebook. But what gave us comfort and the thing that really matters, because people say it all the time, like you don't own anything on Facebook. You know, Facebook could go away tomorrow, really? but you own these email addresses. And that showed up for us during the Black Friday holiday weekend. So we were able to market to our customers, email to them, talk to them. Um, and it was already emails that we were scheduling. We, we kind of like doubled up on some. But the fact that we did not have Facebook and we still had Clavio, that was major. And it taught me like, yes, that is true. Like we don't own Facebook, Instagram, or these other platforms, but we absolutely do own our email addresses. So I guess the important difference there then uh, is that you're in control of it, whereas the other platforms you don't have the control. Absolutely. Well, Pam, uh, thank you so, so much, really. Uh, First of all, congratulations so much on the success of your business, deserving every every speck of it, right? And thank uh, thank you for sharing the Coils by Nature story. I wish you continued success. Thank you so much. I think you need my good wishes. Obviously, you're fine on your <laughs> yeah. own. You know? No, yes, I do. Thank you. I appreciate it so okay. much. It's an honor, really. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's Barbara. Just call her. It's Barbara. Hello, this is Barbara. And now here's Susan Peterson from Freshly Picked. Hey, Susan, so nice of you to give me your time today. I have a lot of juicy questions I can't wait to ask you. (laughs) On first blush, you're kind of like the typical American dream for an entrepreneur in America today. But when you look a little bit closer, you've been a lot smarter than a lot of people who start out. So let me start out with the American dream. Uh, You started your business in 2009, I believe, right? Okay. At your kitchen table. Isn't that what everybody envisions, okay? But where did you get your idea from? I mean, you're sitting at your kitchen table. Obviously, you're not serving moccasins for breakfast. What made <laughs> you, hey, I have an idea. Um, when my son was born, I just wanted soft sole baby shoes for him, and I couldn't find them. And so Possible. I... There must be a million to choose from, no? Okay, there was a lot, but they had um, bears or basketballs or something kind of, you know, kitschy on them. And I wanted simple, plain elevated um, baby moccasins for him. I wow. couldn't find it. And so just, why is it moccasins? Because I would have thought that like moccasin is like almost out of our vocabulary as Americans. Like what made you think moccasins is what well, I want to put on want my to hear something really funny. I grew up thinking that my grandma was American Indian until really? we got our 23andMe test and we found out she was not. <laughs> oh, wow. My gosh. Was she surprised? I don't know. She's passed away, so we can't ask well, her. Maybe just as well. You don't have to it, tell her. It yeah. might have been a family secret. You know how sometimes. So 
I grew up wearing moccasins. Uh, my siblings did. My cousins did. So we thought wow. that, that's what I wanted for him. Yeah. So have you told your uh, son that he's American Indian because of the moccasins? No, we used to, but now we all laugh about it at family parties, how we're not. <laughs> Very funny. Okay. Um, when you first started out, as so many people do, you sold your product on Etsy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How long was it before you realized and what triggered that, that you said, I got to go beyond Etsy and have my own website? Um, so when Etsy first introduced analytics, we, I realized that I was sending all of the traffic to my Etsy shop. Etsy wasn't sending me any of the traffic. So I decided at that time to make the leap off of Etsy. Why did that bother you? Because I think many people are aware of that, but they don't leave Etsy. Um, well, it just didn't seem, it felt like I was giving Etsy this huge, like I, people were coming to, to see me, but were they staying on my st store or were they then going and looking at other stores? And mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't feel like, I felt like I was doing all the work and I didn't know if I was getting all the reward. And you didn't like sharing their eyeballs with other people on Etsy. You felt you wanted to have better control. That was the yeah, motivation. Control, yeah. I have to tell you, very few people new in business even have that thought. Uh, you had the thought and you also immediately acted on it. Good for you. You know, most people just don't bother to do that. They're afraid to leave. Like, oh my God, we're, what's going to happen? Uh, you didn't have any fear about that at all? Like you might be taking the wrong turn? Yeah, I was totally scared. Um, but I think that's uh, in business. You just, you, you really need to make big jumps like that, even mm. if they're scary. And then look for indicators, small indicators that you've done the right thing. Uh, I remember the day we set up our website, I was sick to my stomach. I don't think I slept the night before, but wow. then I got sales within the first hour. So I felt like, okay, that was the right decision. And mm -hmm. even if it hadn't have been the right decision, I would have worked to make it work. I mean, the secret in business is just don't give up. Of course. So, well, that's half of it. <laughs> half of it. There's a lot more detail involved, I'm sure, as you, as you well know. Um, I want to take you back just briefly to Shark Tank. Uh, what was it? Eight years ago? I think about eight years ago um, when you thought you had Damon John as your partner. I know the deal didn't work out. In hindsight, uh, you left the set with 100% control of your business. Uh, was that disappointing to you at the time? Or did you think, thank God, I still have my business and was the notoriety of Shark Tank at all useful without having made the deal? So yes to all of it, no to all of it. I was, you know, I loved Damon. I think going into it, he felt like my dream shark. Well, you weren't there, Barbara. Uh, obviously you would have been my dream shark. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> but Damon, Damon's awesome. And what he's done with FUBU um, from streetwear perspective is amazing. And so I felt like, uh, you know, soft goods, direct to consumer, Damon's a really good, a really good match. So I, of course I was a little disappointed when the deal didn't, when we didn't close the deal. Um, love Damon, wish him nothing but the best. But, um, you know, three years ago I brought on investors and that was the best deal for me. Oh, it was they're amazing. Too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Shark Tank is awesome. I have two friends right now who are actually talking to Shark Tank producers and possibly going to go on. And, there, there's no experience like it. It is, it is putting your business on steroids in the most beautiful, amazing mm, way. Great came to a lot of my success, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it gave you instant notoriety and 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 drove sales, as we all call the Shark Tank effect. Did that actually happen right yeah. on the heels of your appearance? Yes, yes. As soon as, as soon as it aired, um, it it was immediate. And you know, I'm I live in a small town in Utah, so people started really paying attention to. So it's, it was of amazing. Of course. You became a celebrity overnight, right? Yeah. I mean, 
uh, and then a little too big for my britches. And then, you know, my family tempered me back down. So I'm good. <laughs> I have a husband that every time I have a little bit of a fat head, he sees it coming. He doesn't say a word. He just comes up to me and starts squeezing my head. I go, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm bragging <laughs> or something like that, you know, keeps yeah, me, yeah, keeps yeah. me very much in line. When you started your business, did you initially have a view of your business as an e-commerce business? Or did that come later as you learned the ropes? I mean, I started out as e-commerce. Uh, I, I would say wholesale came secondary to e-commerce for me. I, I kept it 100% e-commerce actually until I went on Shark Tank. And then um, that's when I started with wholesale was after Shark Tank. You know, most people who start out with e-commerce business on Shark Tank generally come in expressing a dream to sell to stores, the big boxes, blah, 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 blah. For the great majority of those people, it's not a good move. But the majority of them do that. You weren't tempted to do that yourself? Well, no, I did. And then, you know, Kevin, Mr. Wonderful, who just... Don't call him Mr. Wonderful around me. (laughs) (laughs) He was, he, he actually dissuaded me. He, he, he said, no, you shouldn't do that. But uh, to date, our business is still 70% e-commerce, 30% uh, big box stores. So I feel like we actually have like a pretty good mix. You've always been a quite savvy anticipating which direction you should take your business. And for a lot of people, they really don't seek out outside help when they're doing so well with social media on your own. And you were doing terrific work in social media on your own. What made you think you needed to go to an outside source? And in particular, why did you call my friends at Clavio? And in what way could they help you that you were seeing at that point in time? That's a, that's a great question. Here's the thing. Platforms come and go. And so you always have to be on top of stuff. You always have to be looking for the next thing and willing to don't, don't get too entrenched in what you're doing. Something that really excited us about Clavio um, was their flows and how we could segment our audience and control mm-hmm. the audiences into smaller audiences that are more powerful. So it's more targeted marketing. Yes, ma'am, more targeted. And why was that important to you in your business? Well, we have, we, we have a pretty short, life cycle we have about three years with moms they come in when the children outgrow the shoes i never thought of that expensive yeah and they yeah it's expensive and so it does cost a lot actually to get a new customer and we almost have to be you know we're not like bmw or jaguar where we're we're targeting five-year-olds and helping hoping they buy a jaguar or bmw when they turn 30 but we are targeting women who are just married and thinking about starting families um, and specifically right when they get pregnant is when we really like to start. I would targeting. think that key spot would be everything that you target at the right moment to the right audience. It's, it's really very specific, but how do they do that for you? How does the Clavio platform actually deliver that audience to you? So something that we love is uh, one of the flows that we set up is our welcome series through Clavio. Mm-hmm. So people come to the site, they can put in there. We have a pop-up of course that they put in their email for and we've been able to convert, well, last month we were a hundred percent up year over year for our new customers. And for the last in 12 months, I'm sorry, did you say in acquiring new customers up a hundred percent off of our because email? Because of that targeted marketing through Clavia? Yes. Wow. Because yes. of our welcome series that we were able to create with them. Do they do anything for you so far as retaining your customers, hanging on to them? Do you have a contact a system through them that you're constantly in touch and how do you not overwhelm a customer who's interested? That's a good question. So we, we, we use Clavio kind of as a CRM. Um, hmm. You know, we're pretty scrappy business. We don't have a 
we're not using big CRM. So we use Clavio as a CRM and we're able to like take data. Okay, so did they buy a diaper bag or a moccasin first? And put those into two different categories. I see. Um, Makes sense. How many kids do they have? If they, if they, we'll take as much data from someone as they'll give us, and then we can segment them down and down and down. Well, how does a small company, not that yours is a tiny new business, but it's still considered a small company, how does a small company afford that kind of reach? Well, it's through Clavio. It's because we're able to segment the audience so narrowly. We mm-hmm. can we can just set up these segments and these flows and and continue to reach and and you know promote and reach our customers and mm-hmm. through through video. Yeah, they're great. So so is is your sense Susan that you're not paying uh paying for waste? In other words, you're not you're not aiming in one direction that you're not going to get out of anything anyway. So you you're really feeling like you're not wasting your hard earned dollars? No, we're not wasting. I mean, and you feel that sometimes when you're advertising, specifically when you're trying to find new customers. It is like it's it's dam control. Oh it's my like, god! Yes, get this river going over here to this one little spot, and mm-hmm. so that's why we love Clavio because if someone comes to our website, hey, what's freshly picked about? Their friend tells them they just had a they just got pregnant. Go check out freshly picked. They put in their email, then we're able to walk them through a welcome series. Hey, this is what our company is. This is who our founder is. This is what we're selling. This is how we support women, mm-hmm. um, in a way that you can't do with advertising dollars. You you yes. just honestly can't do it. So we really get to our customers through Clavio. And you don't ever feel you're hitting them over the head. It's just adequately done where it's the right amount of pressure or might. Dating them. We're dating them, Barbara. <laughs> what a great way of saying that, right? Yes. You know, on Shark Tank, I noted that uh, many of the people that come in are not social media savvy. Uh, you seem to have be a duck in water on that. You're very comfortable and versed in it as you're speaking. But what about the person who uh, isn't savvy, doesn't know where to start spending those media dollars? Uh, can they use an outside source for, like Clavio uh, to figure that out? Or is your own expertise uh, what's necessary on that side of the partnership? Yeah, I think, I think you kind of need to look at it two ways. First of all, there's so many growth operations out there that say, Hey, let us, let us run your social media. Mm-hmm. Yes. And no, I think like you need to, where, where, where's your audience hanging out for me? I can remember distinctly. I was sitting in a room with my friend. She had a new baby. She was breastfeeding and she was doing this one finger scroll on Instagram. Yes. And at the time, Instagram was the only social media that allowed you to do one finger scroll. And I thought, moms are going to hang out on Instagram because how many times, wow. Yeah. How many times you have two hands as a mom? Mm. Never. I put all my eggs in the Instagram bucket. Now Instagram's not what it was 10 years ago when I started on there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but there's, you can do LinkedIn, you could do TikTok, you could do Facebook's having another comeback, Twitter, Mm -hmm. where your customers are hanging out. That's where you need to be. So once you kind of establish a base, then I think, there are really like Clavio is an amazing company with really, really powerful tools that you can use all of them or a little bit of them. And the price just can't be beat, but you mm-hmm. do need to establish an organic base first. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you what percentage of your budget do you use for that kind of promotion through Clavio? Is it a substantial portion or did you start out small and enlarge it or what? 12% of our revenue is spent on advertising in general. So it must be very confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there are tools that can allow you to get super targeted and, and um, then you have the data that is immediate. So you're getting this feedback and you can tell if something works pretty mm-hmm. quickly. 
you know, you're not overspending on something that might not work. Can I ask you personally, what do you think is your major trait that has driven your success? It's a narrow question, not really fair, of course. You know what it is? I just think I'm creative and I'm scrappy and I'm really just not afraid to fail. And so, you know, I've been down in the dumps. I feel like the cards are stacked against me many times. And I said at the beginning, you just get up and you keep working at it. Most people are successful because they just get up the next day and try to figure out and solve the problem. What do you tell yourself on those times, which is part of building every business, we all know that, but the parts that you just really take a hard hit, which are guaranteed, uh, to get yourself back up? Is it that you expect success when you jump up or what what makes that happen? uh, My grandma used to say it all the time. She would say, uh, beginners, are many, but finishes or finishers are few. Wow. <laughs> stick to the task until it sticks to you. Yeah. And so I, I have great plans for the success of Freshly Picked. I know where it's going and where I want it to go. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, what I want to do next, although never ask an entrepreneur what they want to do next. Next, It's like asking a pregnant woman when she's going to have another baby. It's a terrible question. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> but I, I like, I have plans for myself and my family and the company and I, I can see that vision and you just kind of got to get low and locked into it and run after it. I, I don't doubt a word you're saying. <laughs> you, you walk the talk or you wouldn't have had the tremendous success that you continue to have with your phenomenal business, Freshly Picked. And uh, Susan, I can't thank you for being so direct and honest with us here today, really. People are going to want to learn from you, no doubt. I'm learning myself very much so. Okay. Thank you so much for being here, really. Thank you. For having me. And that's all we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual Hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.